I can't get used to the single honk. I, you know, spent my whole life, you know, whenever somebody honks, it scares the crap out of me. And I'm always thinking, did I do something wrong? <laughs> I always think, I always think that, that, that either I'm about to get hit by a car or, or I did something really bad whenever I hear a horn honk once. So yeah, that's you're used to living in those, those, those big cities in the North. I, I don't know. I just, I, I, I've never lived anywhere before where a single honk means the opposite of the conventional single honk, which is, uh, hi, how you doing? And it happens everywhere in Richmond. And I guess I kind of want to be single honked at, which is a little bit weird for me to say out loud, you know? Well, I, I can I can accommodate that. <laughs> I know it won't have the same but meaning gonna, as if a random person single honks you. Just going to follow me, going to drive a car and follow me and just honk at me. Yeah. <laughs> Which, it, because it it's you, I won't think of it as a as a Richmond single honk. Yeah. But but the, the, the problem is, okay, so now you're doing that. You know, you're getting used to it. You're getting used to the single honk. And then, and then you go on vacation and somebody single honks. And so let's just say you've gotten used to it. So then you, you get the single honk and you're like, okay, cool. Somebody knows me and you wave and then you turn around and somebody's about to hit you and they, they, they nail you and then you're, you're dead and you, <laughs> your hands up and it's you're actually, smiling, but you're dead. You know, this would actually be, I think a really great, um, and, 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 and I don't know, maybe some, some sociologist or somebody has, has done some kind of study on the, 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 the honking habits of you know, like regional honking habits and the meaning behind them, because it's, it is, it's very interesting. I just think it's cool that, I, I don't know what, so that's the next question is, what do you do in Richmond when you want to, when you want to do something scowly? Like if you're driving your car, what, is it a double honk? What's the? Oh, I think you have to lay on it and leave it on, but then you probably, that you don't get thought kindly of when you do I've that. never heard the, the horn lay on in Richmond, no. I just wanted to point that no, out. No, no, so. I know. <laughs> just, just something I was thinking about. It kind of leads in. It doesn't really lead in at all, but I'm going to make it lead in. I kind of like a city that doesn't have a is that it's not a place where where the I'm going to lay on the horn. It's not that kind of place. I, I I like that about Richmond a lot. No, I I think it's cool too. Though it's not an I'm ang- not sure it's what, not an angry city. I'm not sure what you would do at this point to command attention in situations where there's something very bad and imminent that's about to happen, or you know, letting somebody know that they just took a quarter of your car off, you know, how <laughs> would you, how would you, and, and based on what I've seen, that's actually also something no, that it, needs to be addressed. It, <laughs> it's not Ch- everybody rich with good drive all in, that terribly well. So in Churchill, you just get the crap scared out of you on a regular basis yeah. when people like rush the stop signs and they go past the stop sign, slam on their brakes when they realize someone's coming. It, clearly there has not been a lot of traffic in this neighborhood and and people are not used is it to just that. This neighborhood? I don't know. This is the one I live in, so I could You drive in all the neighborhoods though. Not on a regular enough basis to know the, so you're di- not sure. the differences. But I I, I think s- I think I've I, I've been in other neighborhoods of town where Have I you? feel like people are past the stop sign. It might be like half a car past the stop sign in Churchill and it might be maybe a quarter past the stop sign in say Carytown, but it's still past the stop sign, which mm. By the way, it's a violation of a law, especially for those of us who might have received citations for stop signs um, and probably didn't uh, you In know, Churchill, do something, do something <laughs> nearly as offensive. Yeah. And so that's that's very frustrating <laughs> to me. Right. Because I, I get the first citation I've had in 15 or 20 years for a stop sign. And every day 
someone imposes their will on me by going right through a stop sign and then stopping at the last possible second and scaring the living crap out of me and not and they don't get a ticket it's almost like in your face they, in your face well welcome to richmond that's it's, your initiation that's, right that's it's in your face i don't I'm not a fan of that. So <laughs> another another thing it's, it's You just got caught. That's all that that's all that's all there is. You don't you don't know you you've no idea what else is going on in uh you know around other neighborhoods, this neighborhood. But I do think in my in my experience that's definitely more of a Churchill thing with the going way past the stop sign before I stop thing. Um, that's profound. The yeah. thing thing. The thing thing. The Churchill thing thing. Yeah, we'll call it the thing thing. Yeah, it's the thing thing. So now, Lots of things are the thing thing. Well, but another thing but that that's the drive. That's the stopping thing thing. Another thing that seems to be very Churchill in, and I don't know if this is true all over town necessarily. I know there are pop-ups. A lot of towns have pop-ups. Richmond's no exception. But I do find it fascinating. We definitely have a restaurant scene um, at a minimum um, and a store scene at a minimum that appears to be inconsistent with maybe what we grew up with, right? As we're growing up, it seemed like all these places, they were always trying to be open longer hours and more days. And it was, it was all about, I just heard the honk, by the way. I don't know if you can hear that in the microphone. <laughs> it's kind of amusing. We just got the honk. Was not somebody the, got the honk. It was not the single honk, but it was a friendly, no, but it was a friendly, it was a friendly honk. It was a, it was a double friendly honk. Friendly honk. But, but, you know, back to, back to the, the, where we were going with that, um, you know, we grew up, and, and maybe it's because we're Midwestern kids. We're just, we're just good old suburban American kids in the past. Uh, but everything became – everything was open more and more and more. And we got to a point not so long ago where um, it, it seemed like we were all going to see restaurants and stores open on holidays. And, and then they were for quite some time. And I think they still are for the most part. Big it chains seems like and it's backing like off, though. It does seem like it's backing off. But but the extreme version of backing off is, is where I'm going, yeah. which is – you know, proper pie. Those folks uh, are back in New Zealand. The the owners are back in New Zealand for the Zealand. whole month of August, which I think is great. Yeah, and and the and the, and the the team. I I've never asked them how how the team is compensated. I'm sure they're treated very well, and I'm sh- I'm I'm confident that they that they have that they're paid while they're while they're shut down, and that's yeah. wonderful too. Um, but just the fact that you can have a business open eleven months out of the year at most. And, and that other month, you're just shutting down. The whole month of August, you're shutting down. A very European approach mm-hmm. that you just don't see in America anywhere mm-hmm. no. that I can recall, and we see it here with regularity in Churchill. Not, maybe not. Maybe not. Not for a whole month, but I do. I have well, seen. Well, but the on-off from week to week. Yeah, like maybe uh, I'm going to be shut down for this week and at the end of July or the first week of August or whatever. Um, well, and, on Heroic and, and, Dogs, I, I don't even know, you know, when they're open at this point. I have no idea when they're when they're open that one is is yeah obviously less of a vacation thing and more (laughs) of a um their their business model changed and uh, i'm i'm confused by i'm confused by the business model now as far as when they're open and and and, and i'm sure it's just me um but i'm confused as to when they're open and 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 what what's available um they're clearly doing just fine because they've been working off of this new business model for several months now. Um, well, but let's talk about just fine. I mean, we've talked about it several times. I mean, just fine is it's the definition of just fine is, is kind of, we're talking about here. It's very different than maybe we're used to. 
and maybe the way it was, um, you know, just fine in, in other places is I've got a pretty big lease payment. I've got to make that lease payment. I can't be shut down at all. Right. right? I right. need to, I need to even take the break even hours, the, the quote unquote break even hours in the restaurant industry, for example, and I need to be open or consumer retail in general, and I need to be open. Um, even if it's a break even proposition, I just got to be here. I got to be, I got to, I got to Mac, I got to wrench out every mm-hmm. bit I can to pay for my, you know, per sure. square foot cost sure. or whatever it might be. And certainly this doesn't, this goes against that. It seems like the cost level is lower in these places, well, which you, is great. Yeah. And then and it's the, wonderful. And, and then you, you think about uh, like Kraft Kalachi, for example, uh, which is open for, uh, really until they sell out on Friday mornings and Saturday mornings. An amazing product. Uh, just they're, 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 the, the kolaches are, they're so creative. Uh, they're, they're absolutely delicious. They're, they're starting to get Isn't some. Is their name? What? Creative? Is that their name? No, Kraft Kolachi. Oh, Kraft. They're, you think I could remember their name? Yeah, even though they're three blocks away. But every, I mean, she's got some. She's she's got some uh, staple uh, flavors, I guess, for a lack of a better word, that that they do on a fairly regular basis. They're really very very seasonal as well, um, which I think is fantastic. Um, but this is a place that can stay open for a few hours on Friday mornings and Saturday mornings, and it is now starting to get some press. Uh, recognition outside of just Richmond. Yeah, I mean, and that, that's great. I, I think you know what we were talking about about the number of hours. That goes back to what I'm what I was trying to say there, which is they could be open more. I think they could sell more. If I she think if she wanted to. Well, that's my whole point about this whole thing. When people have an opportunity to sell more of a thing, they usually sell more of a thing. The the, the traditional approach as we know it right. in our generation right. was if you if you sell a thing and people want it you make more of the thing you figure out how to make more of the thing you don't go hey you know i need the work life balance this is good or yeah whatever yeah. whatever this good this is good means right. and 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 it's it's apparent that this is enough this yeah. is great and you know that's it, to me that's very affirming in many ways yeah but it sort of leads into the other and, and i'm not i'm not going to i'm i'm not saying this because i want to say um that I want to say uh, that 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 people are, um, are 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 doing this, or that there's a there's a there's a reason for this, or there's a marketing approach to this that's in there. But there is a, an odd um, sort of marketing byproduct of this, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, all of us it feels right now more than ever want a thing that's special. We mm-hmm. want a thing that we know there's a limited quantity of. Yeah. Um, we want to go chase the thing that that's hard to get. When you know you can have it anytime you feel it's like getting it, it's not as exciting exactly. You know, and, and, and that, that sort of leads into some of the beer marketing that we've that we've been watching uh, in the in the Richmond scene. And we one of the frequent topics of discussion that we always have is related to um, to the veil because the veil seems to just have it down. I think they I mean, it, as an outsider, as someone who consumes a lot of Vale beer, happily consumes a lot of Vale beer, I think that they have a really great product. And then the other piece of it is the the demand and the excitement that they're creating around it. I, I, I don't, I'm not sure I've, I've seen a brewery that really quite gets the uh, marketing aspect of 
you know, okay, we've got a great product, but how do we make that, how, how do we make the demand for this product even greater? If that's possible. Uh, if that's even possible. I, I don't know. I think they've hit upon this weird combination, or to me it feels weird, of but it, but it, it's working, it, or it seems to be working. So you got cans on Tuesdays, um, they and, then, and then they did cans last Friday. They had one, um, I think they had one one release last Friday. Yeah, not that that's important to this discussion. I don't but know. Yes. Are, are, well, could be. Are, uh, are they, are they, okay, yeah. are they tapping into a Friday, you know, ch- testing are they testing a Friday release? This is starting to feel like the NFL. Well, we had Monday night football. We added Sunday night football. We made Monday night football less important. We added Thursday night football. I don't know. And by the way, we added Saturday night football. And, and, yeah. and so, and we so, could, we could, so now we're could. starting to go to what we talked about earlier, but, like but is overdoing it? it. Is it? But is well, it? Nobody, Are, I mean, nobody knows. We're right in the middle of it. It's kind of it's what we talked about. It's really marketing is about the right product at the right place at the right time, right? Sure. Um, and, and, and certainly they've got the right product, and you've got to have the right product. And, or at least you got to be above a certain threshold. Sure. You don't have to be the most amazing. And in, in the case of Veil, in many cases, they are kind of the most okay. amazing. I'll, I'll or just, one of the most I'll amazing. I'll just go on record and say that that I think the Veil, what they're producing is just on a level that... that well, what is, are they producing that is that? I mean, you can generically com- say that. The, yeah, the complexity... Get, of, get specific. Fantastic, the, amazing. You know, the, I, the, I mean, the, I'm, the, I'm giving you a hard time right now, but you've been saying a lot of fantastic and amazing. I want to hear what you like. The complexity of the beer, the flavors. What beer? What kind of beer? everything they everything. make. No. Oh, I'm not, no, I'm not kidding. I know that sounds crazy, but I'm not kidding. There, and even the beers that they make, which I can maybe think of two or three out of, I don't even know how many beers they've produced at this point that I thought, you know, this is not really my thing, but I, I get the, I, I get what they're doing here. And it's still, I, the quality of what they were putting out was just, something special um in you know like i said even even the two or three that were not really my style maybe it was too hoppy of an ipa just a little too hoppy of an ipa or something that wasn't really quite up my alley um but the complexity of it the taste the flavors um what it was uh, is just it's on a different level uh there to me there's just like the veil and then there's maybe uh, some breweries that are like right below that, and then there's everybody else. So I'm going to be more judgy than you. Oh, I know you are. Well, you because are. I de- because I <laughs> because I'm not a big fan of just fantastic everything, amazing, general. Just go there. I, I, I like getting more specific, and I think you need to be a little bit controversial from time to time. And and what I'll say is this: they make a ton of IPAs. I think that for me, 90% of them are fantastic. Yeah. The other 10% are really doggone good. Yeah. Um. What they do well is they make better, the East Coast unfiltered, juicier IPAs that, that are not the hoppy IPAs conventionally. I think they do very fantastically. I think they have an other space in their IPA, um, in their, in their, in their IPA formulas, in their IPA recipes, um, that, that is interesting and, to me, fairly unique. And that's they have what I would, what I would call sort of the, 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 crisp, the short, crisp IPA. A very, a very, I would call it a brief tasting IPA. It's a, it's hard to describe. It's not overly hoppy. It's not overly lingery. Mm-hmm. It's not overly juicy. It's real, uh, it's real precise. I don't know a better way to put it. Precise um, is a good word. And, and they make a, they make a few like that that I think are sort of universally um, enjoyed, but not fully understood. Uh, that I think are fantastic. Like a great example 
um, is uh, is Henry from Monkish. To me, was one of the most unique beers that they've made. Um, Chubbles kind of fell in that category, a little bit more effervescent, but also that sort of brief. By the way, one of the most fun words to say ever. It, it is. Chubbles is... Uh, I, think, I just want to say that word. I think we might have used that word before they I just want to say that it. word over and over. Yeah. Ch- chubbles. And, and their milk stouts are just nuts, whether it's the Hornswoggler stuff or... Um, or it's the snaws wired with the with the the uh, with the coffee in it. This last go round, um, that's a very unique milk stout, you know, taste chocolatey milk stout taste that they've got going on there. I, I knew somehow we would dive like deep down into the veil, and I'm actually the one that did it. Um, no, I took you there. Well, but the but uh, you know, I have a no. I have a deep and abiding love for the veil. I mean, I never drank IPAs. I mean, at no. all, not a single one. I had no interest in IPAs until I went to the veil. They were the brewery that that really no. got me. I mean, and 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 I will readily say, not interested in IPAs. I still, as a category, meh for me. It's not my thing. I get why people like them. It's just not my thing. I have other beer categories that are that are my uh, my passion and my love, but this is a brewery that I was blown away when I drank the first time we went there. Drank the IPAs. Uh, I I think there is there's a balance and a complexity to their beers that is unequaled. I'm sure it's out there. Maybe it's out there somewhere. I just haven't discovered it yet. Yeah. And, uh, um, you know, here we are neglecting the answer, even though they're really known as being a fantastic oh, it's uh, hard. It, yeah. stout producer. Yeah. And, um, and, and, uh, I mean, if you look at, if you look at like, uh, I think untaps top 20, you know, the answers in uh, overall in, in, uh, untaps top 20. And I think Vale might be 23, 24, 25 there. So here's an overlooked, um, you know, one of the daddies on Bowie of, of uh, the answers, one of the overlooked, uh, one of the overlooked creators in town. Um, but it's 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 not a secret anymore. Folks are coming in from out of town. But, you know, I, I guess the reason why this was an interesting topic to me is, um, you know, today there was a, a kind of unrelated to Rich and everything else. But there was an announcement that Dave Letterman was going to do six not seven, not eight, not 30, not nonstop, not five times a week, not forever, um, episodes of interview shows on Netflix. And that sort of follows the interview that you and I had read a couple of days ago um, about Aziz Ansari. And just here we are, we're done with season two uh, of, of his show. Um, why Master, of, Master, Ma- of Master of None. And one, one of the greatest shows on. on amazing. On- it's amazing. It's fantastic. It's I'm giving you a hard time now about, well, about all your superlatives because I think that might be the 35th superlative in 15 minutes. Well, you know, I love my That's, superlatives. And, and so precise, those superlatives. Um, it, it's it's a great show, but, you know, this year it was very topical. And, I mean, it's sort of topical, meaning it, it, it had like a, like a much greater sense of, of place. Um, and it was a, a, little bit, a little bit more creative um, maybe than season one. The season one was fantastic, but season two got all these raves. And here they are asking him, you know, basically, when is season three going to happen? And he's basically saying, I don't know if I'll ever do another episode, but I might. I've got to find some motivation. I've got to find something that excites me. I don't really need to do anything else. I have plenty of money. It kind of goes back to the conversation we had a little bit ago uh, about, mm-hmm. oddly enough, producing kolaches. How many do you need to produce before you're content 
you know, like you're making enough money, you're making a steady living and you can do it the best you know how and you've got the balance in your life and all that good stuff. And that's sort of what's happening with everything, it seems like, going on around us right now. I mean, you've got these people that are, everybody knows um, that are performing at this incredibly high level and they're, and they're not doing what performers did in that situation in the past, you know, maximizing what's mm -hmm. my next thing being, you know, getting the crap marketed out of them to the point mm -hmm. to where they are nonstop doing things, hustling, producing. I mean, I admire the fact that there are people that do that and their approach is, Hey, I've got it as a performer or a producer, an artist or whatever. Oh, yeah. I think I, like Anthony Bourdain kind of comes to mind in that space. Yeah. You know, how yeah. can I constantly be out there yeah. doing something? And sometimes some people are just type A's like Bourdain and they, and, sure. they, and they probably got to do that. Sure. But I really admire the fact that there are people in the world right now that are at all levels that are making enough um well they've got the they've got the right balance for where they yeah. are yeah I, I mean whatever where yeah. wherever they are it's the right it's the right balance and and, and no. they're looking at it saying this is this is good this i'm good here yeah um yeah and but i also do think that there's something to that uh limited quantity of something that makes it feel just a little more special. It doesn't matter what it is. Kolaches, beer, uh, episodes of, of, a, of a show, uh, that limited quantity that I don't... Opening on Wednesday from 5 to 8 yes. and being closed all of the days of the week. Just Yes. Kidding. Or, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no reservations. You must show up. Breweries in Belgium come to mind there. Uh, yep. But it, 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 and I think that that whether it's intentional or not uh in some people i do think there's a very uh, intended outcome of if i limit something or in give the impression that something is limited uh, there's this hype around it it creates this mystique this this i must have it amongst a, a population of people and uh and, and i find that fascinating I, yeah. I just, you know, going back to the veil, I, there's just this interesting combination that I think they've hit on. Whether it was intentional or not, I don't know. Well, the cans are beautiful, and people are actually collecting the stickers on the cans on top of that. I was reading all these guys and oh, on the Facebook. Yeah. And, and, and they're, and the, they're, the, yeah, the, and they're art, like the artistry is. stickers, and, and as you know, I stuck a couple stickers on the, on the back of a, a certain cabinet that no one would see, but then someday Because maybe, I let you. Well, yeah, <laughs> but that because they're out of sight, you didn't complain. <laughs> but, you know, maybe long after I die, someone's going to look at those artifacts and go, look, it's old veil stickers, and that's the really coolest thing ever. Could. Right? They could. Who knows? But, you know, it kind of goes back to beer, kind of goes back to kolaches. So, uh, so, you know, veil is branching, is kind of branching out in a way, but kind of not when they do that. Mm -hmm. It feels restricted, but it's not. Um, you know, there are things that you can get in a can that you can't get on tap and whatever. And so that, so it's definitely, it definitely has this feel of selectivity. So, so what does that mean for the future? Do you think, I mean, do you think that someone who's just making a kolache, this is kind of a two part question. You think anybody who's just making a kolache, for example, do you think they can last for a long, long time doing that the way they're doing it? Mm -hmm. So that's basically a yes or no answer. And okay. we'll go with yes. Okay. And, and then something kind of related to that is, um, is the, 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 so the traditional, in my opinion, the traditional microbrew, like the earlier microbrews, um, or microbreweries that had a level of success, mm -hmm. um, they, they seem like, it seems like they're most all known for a beer. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. It, one standout beer. Usually when you think a, of a like brewery, a, you think of a beer, a flagship beer. Yeah. So the question becomes moving forward, 
can that still be the case? Can you, can you be one of the small producers in this town, for example, right now at this moment when like growth levels are 25 or 30% nationwide for microbreweries, pardon me, and make one thing, mm-hmm. one, excuse me, one beer right. that's great, like, uh, you know, like, like uh, Steambell's got their tiramisu stout. That's, to me, clearly probably their thing that they're recognized for at this point. Mm-hmm. Can you go for 20 years making all kinds of other stuff, or maybe not, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. Um, and have that one beer mm-hmm. and be successful enough? Can you do that? Do you think you can do that? Do you I'm, think that'll happen? Do you think I, people will keep? I'm going to go on record with saying yes. Okay. Do you think you can have 20 breweries in uh, Richmond, Virginia that have one great beer? Yes. And a bunch of pretty good beers? Yes. Okay. I do. So you do, so it's not just going to be about Vales and no. and maybe Hardy Woods or, or Triple Crossings or, or Answers. I didn't say Answer first. I, th- I think your beer has to be good enough. But I do also think that there's a marketing, because like a marketing spin to everything. And because like when I think about the breweries around Richmond, to me, none of them feel the same. They yeah. all have their niche. They all have their thing that makes them feel just a little different. There's something about what they're doing, either with the marketing, with what they're producing beer-wise, the quality of that. And, and sometimes it's not even the quality of the beer, although I think you have to have, I mean, for me it is. But I, I think even the beers that are, or excuse me, the breweries that are not in that veil or answer or triple crossing or Hardywood space, and I'm certain that I'm leaving somebody out here that, that we love, um, that I, I, I think they'll still do just fine on the residual um, it, 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 I'd say it's an industry that, that that is still shaking out the way the wine industry oh, sure. was shaking out 20 years ago in Virginia. But at this point, it's it's been here long enough. I, I'm not sure that well, it's... Well, there are other cool. markets that have proven this out already. Yeah. We're not the first no, market. There no, are, There are Portlands around already. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, and... And, and, and Seattle before. And, and, and Virginia is a state that, what, the last time I looked had, what, 200 and... I, I don't know. What are we have t- approaching 250 breweries well, or something? A, I don't even think that's like whatever that number is doesn't really it's irrelevant it's not a thing yeah. no it's irrelevant um but I uh, but my my long and short answer is yes I think that you know, like I said when when I think about the breweries in this city and I extrapolate that out to the ones that I've been to in other parts of the state they just none of them feel like they're doing what another brewery is doing um, but that's not my question. Part of it is, but 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 there's something about it that, that makes it a little different. that's not my question. My question is closer to normal market dynamics. It's mm-hmm. not, wow, look at Richmond versus something else. It's can this survive with one thing? And it goes beyond the beer, as I said, and it goes into to being able to sell kolaches on a corner mm-hmm. in, in Richmond, Virginia, in Church Hill, right? Could, could you sell kolaches on a corner in, in uh, let's call it, Washington DC on a Friday and Saturday morning for a few hours until you sell out and be okay doing that probably not why your your, your cost would be too high okay your rental cost of your of your site would be too high what what's what's great about to be what's great about Richmond is you know th- this is an example it's it's one example of so many businesses to from what i can tell in this town that are doing something similar not exactly the same but but can but can say hey 
I'm going to close down for a month or, hey, I'm only going to be open on Friday and Saturday mornings and I'm going to be fine because my work-life balance is where I want it to be. I'm making the money I need. Uh, the product I'm producing is, is fantastic. And, and if I feel like making more at some point, if I feel like not closing down for the whole month of August, or if I feel like being open more than just a couple of mornings a week, I can do that. But if I don't, I'm still going to be fine. Yeah. So if, if down the, if down the road that doesn't work, I don't know. I, I, I hope, I hope it's always that way because I, just, I love that. I was just curious. I mean, we've, we've hit that a few times. I, I was just curious to your thought about long-term survival. I, I think we've already discussed whether a person feels like it's okay or not. Yeah. I think what we were trying to get to here is something closer to does the market allow it, right? I hope the, so. I uh, my, my, my I can't well, I can't predict. That. I have no crystal ball on that. I but, I but really use one. <laughs> find one. Find a crystal ball and tell me what you think. I think your, it'll your be crystal ball. What's I think it'll ball? be long enough, and I think that, um, I, I think that the folks that are doing these things, uh, if if market dynamics change, um, and the folks that are doing these things now decide they don't want to participate in that change in the market dynamic, they'll decide not to do it. Or if they decide they sure. want to participate in it, they will. Um, no, I get that. Sometimes uh, people, sometimes people quit because yeah. they quit, and it goes back to the whole Aziz sure. and sorry approach of I've done this enough, or I've, or I'm ready to do a new thing, or I've made enough, or whatever yep. you want to call it. So there's Ab- that. Absolutely. So, but on the beer scene, speaking of unique recipes and everything, we went to the uh, to the VHS uh, Virginia Historical Society. For oh, the brew, the brouhaha, and and um, and had some unique recipes. And um, well, the, the whole premise of that uh, little festival um, was that they partnered with or, or got several different local breweries uh, to do uh, beers that were based uh, based on historical uh, recipes for beer. And, and 80% and of them were. The other 20% maybe not. I, th- I would guess. I was under the impression that all of them were. Oh, but I, I thought I, I saw a couple that I'd go to the brewery right now and I'd grab them. But mm-hmm. it wasn't a high number. I'm not, I'm not poo-pooing on what was there the at all. Va- yeah. It, 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 long a lot of good beers. Long and short is, is I, it's, uh, vast majority of the beers, if not all the beers, were. And, and, and not just breweries, but um, they had a meadery. And then, mm-hmm. of course, like Blue Bee was there. And um, Busky, if I remember. Busky, uh, the cider, a couple of cideries. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, it, it, was a, it, was, it was a great event in that I thought it was a fair price. You got, you got beer tasting oh, tickets. Oh, me too. And you got, it was like one ticket to get, uh, our, our in advance tickets were how much? Eight, uh, $18. Uh-huh. And we got how many tickets? Uh, how many drink tickets? I think eight a piece. Yeah. Eight. And that was three ounces. So it was 24 ounces for $18. Yeah. So it wasn't out of whack considering we were getting nothing but tastings. Even, even a full size. You, was see, only, you know what I mean? Yeah. Even if you wanted a full size beer, that was only three tickets. I think that's correct. Yeah, and I mean everywhere that I every might that, have been uh, four uh, uh, at one of the places all the table, I saw. All the tables I walked up to it was like three tickets for a full size beer, one ticket for the three oh. ounce taster. And just as good as that was anybody who's been to a major beer event like Snallagaster up in DC or 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 one, or such kind, um, you start to get to a point where you just don't want to be in crowds. And it and they and oh, they, so, there's so many they of them sold are, a limited yeah. number of tickets. Yes, and so you couldn't just walk up on the day of and walk in. And as a result of that, I mean, my opinion was it was awesome as far as just the, the, the number of people was just right. 
there were times when maybe certain lines had maybe six people in them, but most lines they were, one, were one, two people, yeah. to be honest, and they, at any given time. Yeah, and, and the lines moved. I mean, even when there were more than just one or two people, they, they moved fast. I never felt like I was standing waiting for beer forever. Nope. Um, and, and, and they had VIP tickets. We, we just had the regular admission tickets. The event was, it was, it was I think, really uh, organized. It was, uh, the space for the event was great. They had a, the tent set up where all the, the, um, the breweries were. Right out uh, front on the lawn, uh, on, close, to, yeah. close to the street. Yeah. Uh, but there Outside, was an- and, it was, and the weather didn't hurt either, so that's. I don't know if they had a contingency plan to put that <laughs> thing somewhere else, but the weather was perfect, yeah. And so that didn't that didn't hurt things the, the, at all. I would say the only thing, and and, and my understanding is, I, I believe this is the first of these types of events. Um, I think they've done some historical beers like as one-offs before was kind of what I was reading, but they've never, they, they, I think they had success with the like the the reception of those, and so they've. I, they decided the historical Virginia Historical Society decided to do Easy for you to say. an event, <laughs> not really, um, <laughs> where they had all of those available. Like uh, had the breweries doing this at one event, um, and I think there's more to come. They were going to decide based on the success of this event. I think it was successful that there would be more <laughs> to come in the future if this event was 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 well received. It seemed to be. It sold out well in advance. Uh, and my only, my only tiny, tiny suggestion, and, and I wouldn't say, I don't know, call it a critique, whatever you want, is this, and it's not even that major, was they had one um, food vendor there, Carrie Town Burgers and Fries. Oh, yeah, it would have been nice to... Some more, yeah. op- some more food options would have been nice. I but agree. It, but again, this, is their, this was their first event. No, you're just kind of getting to know what people want. Testing the waters. Yeah. Um, no. You have no reason to bring in a bunch of food vendors if you're not going to have enough people buying tickets to warrant having those food yeah, vendors. Gave us an excuse to leave uh, when when things were done. Yeah, and and head over to wrap session to grab some oysters. Late a late uh, a late dinner. At yeah, rap a bit session. of a late uh, which we which we Instagrammed on the random RVA Instagram a sweet photo of wrap session. So I just wanted to kind of call that one out. Rappahannock oysters are, are something that is, uh, I, that I always look forward to. Um, so that was, that was great. Yep. So, so, uh, next topic burgers that we're liking right now, we definitely haven't hit the comprehensive list at this point in time. So we're not great judges, but for me, part of this is, and I know you don't like me going negative, but part of this is just calling out something I don't understand in the process. Um, along with some things that I do understand, I guess, uh, based on my taste. So everybody's got their own taste. And I know there are some favorites, uh, you know, in Richmond, the ones that we that we remember trying, uh, either here or at another location, is uh, our R, not is, um, our Station 2 Citizen uh, Boulevard, um, you know, Burger Batch, and... Uh, and uh, that, those are the those are the big ones that I can think of. Someone's literally knocking at the door as we do this. So if you hear any strange noises, listeners, <laughs> that's what's going on. So hopefully they don't knock again, and we can hide in this place. Um, you know, but you know, the one for me, I I, should, I like kind of starting with the bad news before the good news for me. I went to Boulevard not so long ago, and and I was really expecting something great. You look at the sign on the outside, see this, you know, this this Vegas-esque sign on the front. And it's, it's a cool place. Yeah, it's I mean, really it really is cool. Like I, cool The place looking. gives yeah. you like, every reason to believe you're going to just love this place. And I think a lot of people do. I didn't. 
I thought the I thought the burger was just really not that great. I, I it just didn't have much taste to me. It was, mine was a little bit thin and overcooked. Didn't mm-hmm. have much. Didn't have much like burger taste. I want yeah. I want a little bit of salt. I want a little bit of a of a meat taste. Juicy meat taste, right? Um, and and the the sides, the onion rings, etc. Nothing that I had on the sides was fresh. It was like um, you know, pull out the bag of frozen stuff. Uh, the, I want fresh cut fries at a minimum if you're gonna if you're gonna. Uh, you know, kind of give me some some mediocrity somewhere else. Fresh cut fries are almost like a, I mean, aren't they like an American right at this point? Um, so, you know, so I'm kind of hoping for that. And, I, and so for me, it was a disappointing experience. Um, but having said that, um, you know, after the after uh, a, a little bit of a session event at Stone one night, went over to Station Two, and it wasn't the beer talking. I was expecting something that was pretty good, and walked away thinking we had something pretty doggone great. I thought I, the burger was fantastic. I, I, I thought Station 2. So, so for me, my first I- impression or my first um, thought about a place that's selling burgers, whether it's a burger place per se or that just happens to be one of the things on their menu is a burger, I- I'm very judgy with my burgers. And if you aren't going to cook me a burger to temperature. You're a cooked, cooked temperature bigot. I am. I am. I'm out of there. If you're not going to cook just, it rare, your burger must suck. Well, something <laughs> something less than medium well um, is really a good starting point for me. Um, so that's my first that's my first criteria is are you confident enough in your meat supplier and your handling practices to say yes, whatever you whatever way you want to order this burger, I'll cook it that way. If you say rare, great. If you whatever, that's my first criteria. And and station two. Immediately, yeah. How do you want that cooked? But then when it came out, uh, the the burger was was flavorful. Uh, it was seasoned correctly. Uh, you going back to your comment, uh, you well, know, you got the accoutrement the, the too. The the, uh, the 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 uh, oh, they had all kinds of fun, different. Uh, the add-ons were great. Toppings for well, the they burgers. They were they were just fresh and tasty. That's what counts, yeah. right? Yeah, you so. can build you can do a build your own thing or whatever. Yeah. And just put whatever toppings you want on it, or they have all these different suggestions. It, it was great. It was a great experience. Um, absolutely, would go back. No, you know, you know, another experience we had recently, more recently actually, was Burger Batch, which is a whole different breed. It's almost not fair to compare Burger Batch to the others, right? Because they have New Zealand grass-fed beef, which is we were talking about a bit harder to to cook rare. They did get it rare for years. The second time out, mine the first time out. They did a great job. And what I love about the place. I always love about the place is the service is always fantastic. Yeah, they obviously definitely. care about what they're doing. Yeah. Um, their, their, their fries were great. Oh, um, the fries. Oh my God. Could have crushed those. And, and their sauces were every bit as great as the fries. Oh, the, the sauces mean, are great fun because they have all these different yeah. sauce options. And yeah, I could, I could, I could actually gone in there and just eaten fries and sauce to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, but the <laughs> burger, the burger was great and burger batches, you know, now they got multiple locations. I understand why. Um, and I think the last one on our short list for now is this, is Citizen Burger Bar, um, which, you know, we'll admit we didn't we eat have not eaten at a- Citizen here. We ate at Citizen yes. somewhere else, a, an unnamed place. Another Virginia um, but chain. It, but, but it's another, well, it, chain is a strong word for what Citizen is. They tiny. They have a few locations. Tiny chain. And... Um, and they're they're very good. Same situation with the customer service. Mm-hmm. We're in there, very eager to have clientele, um, and 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 very eager to give them a good product that makes them want to come back. Um, and that was really cool. They really they they did a lot of check ins and, and and making sure that we were we were happy. 
And, uh, and but again, and, uh, you know, and in and, and citizens, a, a place that's using uh, Virginia, you know, local yeah. grass-fed beef, yeah. and um, and and will cook to temperature, and they're just delicious, yeah. drippy, juicy, uh, fantastic, big thick burgers. They're just, they're wonderful. Yeah. Now, the best burger that I've had lately, no one can get except me, and that's Courtney Cole, the Kitchen Trolls Burger, which was... Oh, you're too sweet. Which was incredibly fantastic. We had it on July 4th, and it was quite the way to celebrate July 4th. It was a an incredibly juicy, tasty, farm-raised beef burger with, um, with uh, brioche bun. Uh, yeah. Oh, you got to have the brioche bun, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, to me, that brioche just makes bun is the like burger. a requirement. Oh yeah. Like, to me, uh, yeah, I agree. And, and you got to, you just, you know, brush it a little bit with a little bit of melted butter uh, on on both of the open sides. And, kitchen trolls advice. Heed and, the kitchen trolls advice. And then toast it, whatever you know. Put it under the broiler for uh, um, a couple of minutes at the most, um, just to get it nice toasted. So it, and then it's just, it's perfect. Like brioche is like it's the most the perfect. only. Yeah, that's the one. It's the most perfect bun Bri- for a burger yeah. ever. Brioche, uh, yeah, it's it's it's. Uh, yeah, I'm very judgy when it comes to that. Brioche, brioche wins. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah. And of course, <laughs> I can cook to temperature in my own kitchen, so yeah. you know yeah. it, it all works out very well. Bottom line about about a burger place is this: you got to have the cook temperature. You got to be able to get a rare burger. You you know, farm raised beef probably makes a difference. Well, everybody doesn't sure. like a rare burger, but I just I want the I like. Well, you got to have that option. It says exactly. a lot about what they're making exactly. and where it comes from. Exactly. And the brioche bun and 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 I'm sorry if you're not willing to do fresh cut fries, you better have a doggone good excuse. <laughs> I mean, who can't make a potato in 2017? Yeah, the, the so. fresh cut fries are, are great. I, I, I did uh, I did love the uh, all the sauces that Burger Batch had. That that yeah. just was was that was a lot of fun. I, I could have I, I could rotate yeah. on those all night. So our, our bonus our bonus conversation real quick is weekend coffee versus weekday coffee. <laughs> and I think it's a good one to bring up because everybody's got their own preference as to the the scene that they gravitate toward in a coffee shop. It's about a lot more than coffee, right? We all have a ton of different preferences about coffee, but it's about how big is the place, the kind of clientele that are walking in the door. We all want to people watch, frankly, but but we also want to walk in a place and feel comfortable. You got to have good coffee. I mean, you got to have good coffee. For you, there's got to be something doughy. Yeah, there, are, oh, there always has to be like something Like for me, fresh doughy. cut fries is a burger. Dough for you with, yeah. with coffee. I'm more of a wanna, protein kind of guy. I, I would know. prefer the protein. I, I want my pastry with my coffee, I, admittedly. If I'm going to go out for coffee like once a week, I just want my, my delicious pastry with my coffee. Yeah. And, and it better be delicious. But our, 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 so, so much like the beer places and any place else in town, the weekday crowd's definitely going to be a little bit more of the local Richmond crowd. The weekend crowd's going to be maybe a little bit less of the – of the in town Richmond crowd for sure, mm-hmm. um, and or def- less or less neighborhoody. For everybody, sure. yeah, but everybody loves our places, and so they and and thank goodness they do because they're bringing business in, and, and we all can't um, necessarily go to all of our businesses every day and 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 spend money. Um, but at the same time, uh, on the weekends, some of us are a little bit more casual, and so we might drop. Or coming into, from the gym, a little sweaty. <laughs> yeah, which is the casual, and and it's the very casual. Stinky casual. And, <laughs> and and so we want to be able to walk into our coffee place and maybe not necessarily, uh, quote unquote, stink up the clientele, um, but, you know, feel comfortable. And um, I don't want to feel like I have to necessarily go and shower and put my weekend dress on just to go get coffee. Point well taken. And for us in our neighborhood, 
you know, we've got Sub Rosa, and which is incredible. And I'm going to use Courtney superlatives. Yeah. And uh, and and um, and WPA uh, WPA, uh, which is probably our jam on the weekends. When we go in WPA, it's probably a little closer to what we're looking for on the weekends. It's it's a little bit more that casual scene. It's got at least a pound of dough for you. Um, it's got it's got an egg filled muffin oh, yeah. thing for me. Oh, the, the breakfast um, sandwiches are just yeah. they're they're fresh cooked to order. Solid coffee. Fantastic. Yeah, everything's not doesn't come out immediately, so you know that someone's in the back making it fresh, which is wonderful. And uh, and it's a nice place where we can just kind of take it easy, take our time, feel comfortable, not feel. Um, you know, we're, not, we're definitely not going to be in the same room, I don't think, with folks that look like they're probably dressed for their day just yet, necessarily speaking. There'll be other folks that are just sort of the neighborhoody folks like us. And for me, that's kind of what I like. So that's sort of uh, sort of my thing. Interestingly, both places are, are, are uh, not they're, – they're both bakeries before yeah. anything else. Yeah. Um, but they both happen yeah, to serve fantastic coffee. Yeah. And it's a place you can. You can go and get a great cup of coffee – and a delicious pastry, although what they're both sir, what they're both producing from a bakery perspective is completely different, and 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 they're both wonderful. I'm um, definitely partial to Lamplighter Coffee. Um, I don't which know is if served it's, yeah, which is I don't what know if it's Richmond's has. finest, um, and it's served at Sub Rosa. Um, you know, Counterculture is also great. It's it, I mean, it's outstanding. Um, but man, I don't know why I'm just very partial to lamplighter when, when lamplighter's on point, um, and that's, you know, some of that's the brewing, right? Um, it's just such great coffee. Um, and it's a local, uh, a local, a local maker. So that's, that's also a cool side note. Mm-hmm. So, 